Saturday, Lent, week four. Rome, a powerful monosyllable. It evokes history's longest-lasting empire, so long that no one agrees exactly when it started or ended, but a full millennium. A civilization, but also brutal and corrupt, as all empires are. Or, as a word, it also means the church that flourished through persecution by the empire, to partnership with it, and eventually in some ways to be its successor, the Catholic or Roman and universal church. Like empires, global churches also fall into the self-contradictory pitfalls of power and pride. Walking through Rome as a tourist or a pilgrim, is to visit a performance piece, an exhibition of moral teachings on the seductions of controlling others and putting ideas and ambitions before people. As we've been noticing several times in these Lent reflections, the interlacing of good and evil is inescapable in anything human, in anything that human beings do or aspire to. Rome is an architectural jumble of exposed layers of architectural history, temples, forums, ancient shopping malls, stadiums that hosted mass sadism, and churches that honor mystics and saints. It is a beautiful chaos, overlaid by a fully alive modern city, capital of a member of the G7, restaurants and bars, luxury goods stores, and cheap trinket stalls manned by migrants, cars, buses, tourist buses, and clicking iPhones. It is a multi-channel swirl of landscapes and soundscapes. All this is obvious, but as Wittgenstein said, the aspects of things that are most important are hidden because of their simplicity and familiarity. We can fail to see something precisely because it is before our eyes. Yesterday I spent most of the day in the Benedictine University of San Anselmo. The rhythm of life that St. Benedict lived and taught after he had run away from his studies in Rome in the sixth century because of the low morals of the school is lived here at San Anselmo daily while students from every continent come to prepare for their later work in life. In the evening I met with a wonderful Italian Buddhist group whose personal journeys wove both traditions. What Buddhist Roman isn't a Catholic as well? As I leave today, the obvious sensation is of the rise and fall of all things, empires, churches, and of each of us. At the end of an era, things fall apart centers cannot hold. This includes the imperious ideas which once animated great institutions. Our present time is also experiencing a great dissolution. Fault, line, fault lines are causing earthquakes in everything we assumed to be stable. Some fight to restore the old. Others led from behind by a growing proportion of contemplatives, try to see what must be discarded 
and what must be midwifed into something new and untried. Jung said that to give birth to the ancient in a new time is creation. The new time is also time-free, when we see the eternal newness of the now. This perception, the result of continuous metanoia, prevents us from collapsing into the collapse. It is the still point of the changing world. We see it as chaos, but still a beautiful one.